Hello, Cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I'm your host, Jake Jabberelli, with my co-host, Blockchain John, here for episode 486 on this, the Super Bowl Sunday, February 12th, 2023. Superb Owl Sunday, or Super Bowl Sunday, I I, I prefer to call it Superb Owl. Sports ball game, right? Sports ball, yes, the sports ball game completed. Actually, it was an interesting statistic, the numbers, as far as it goes, is that... um, this was the third highest scoring Super Bowl of all time. Interestingly enough, the second highest scoring game, which was 74 points, also had the Eagles playing it, <laughs> where they won. But uh, this time they lost. So uh, I don't really follow Super Bowl at all. I know how the game's played because my dad played, but it's not really my thing. So every now and then I watch it, mostly for the Your dad Eagles. No, my dad played ball. He just didn't. He played for um, oh. UCLA. Um. Anyways, not very long, though. Uh, anyways, let's get on to this week in crypto Twitter. This week on crypto Twitter, Gensler unleashes critics for cracking down on cracking. Mm, lots of crack. Okay, there it is. Uncle Gary there. Here we go. This crypt- uh, The crypto market's steady growth since the start of 2023 was checked by pronounced losses this week. Bitcoin and Ethereum's price dropped Drops managed to stay within single-digit percentages, but not those of several other leading coins, including Avalanche, Solana, and Dogecoin. This week's downturn appeared to have been driven by U.S. regulators' intensified scrutiny of the industry, which has been more or less ongoing since the fall of Terra in May last year. This week, popular exchange Kraken came up the crosshairs of the Securities and Exchange Commission. On Thursday, the regulators announced it had hit Kraken with a $30 million fine and ordered it to shut down its staking service. The implications of this enforcement actions are far-reaching. The exchange's founders and former CEO Jesse Powell tweeted a video in which the SEC chair Gary Gensler told CNBC that those offering staking rewards should have, quote, full, fair, and truthful disclosures to be deemed compliant. Powell said Powell was skeptical, and here's a tweet from Powell says oh man all i had to do was fill out a form on a website and tell people that staking rewards coming from staking question mark we wish i'd seen this video before paying a 30 million dollar fine and agreeing to permanently shut down the service in the u.s how dumb do i look Gosh. <laughs> are you sure that's jesse powell or just someone named jesse powell <laughs> uh, aside uh. from regulatory heat this week was also a decisive one in the ongoing feud between the Gemini Exchange and its creditors, Genesis, which allegedly owes users of Gemini's now-frozen earn product $900 million. Mm. Gemini co-founder Cameron Winklevoss on Monday announced that a deal had been reached on a plan to reimburse earn users. And here is a tweet from Cameron. Number one. Today, Gemini reached an agreement with principal with Genesis Global Capital, LLC, at DCG Co. and other creditors on a plan that provides a path for earn users to recover their assets. This agreement was announced in bankruptcy court today. Well, it sounds like they're proceeding a lot faster than Celsius. Yeah. Also that day, an email from the late American software developer Hal Finney resurfaced and was shared widely on Twitter. In it, Finney referred to crypto collectibles two decades before the fact. Yes. If you guys don't know, uh, ordinals or Bitcoin inscriptions is a trending thing right now. Yep. And how Finney and a lot of other developers, not just him, uh, have actually 
been uh, doing inscriptions well before. I mean, come on. Technically, Satoshi was the first one. We all know. We all know that that uh, that Genesis block with uh, with that news article. The following day, entrepreneur Liron Shapiro. Is that how you say it? Liron? Liron? I guess. Liron. I don't know. Liron Shapiro posted a new company pitched by Israeli-American businessman Adam Newman, who studi stu stu studiously? Studiously. studiously avoided using the word crypto despite being backed <laughs> by a crypto investment company, <laughs> Andreessen Harowitz. That is actually funny. Adam Newman. Here's a tweet from Liron. Adam Newman finally explains what his A16Z backed company Flow does. His pitch is what you, uh, uh, his pitch is about what you expect. Yeah, crypto. All right, crypto news account at tier 10K on Wednesday revealed just how much of Coinbase's revenue came from staking in Q3 last year. Hmm. And there it is, blockchain rewards. There's a tweet from yeah. DB. They hold a lot. They hold an immense amount. So. Quite interesting. Well, the good thing is at least they're transparent about it. Yeah, well, they have to be. But yes, it is good to see that at least one company is trying to be honest. Try, trying, trying. Continuing on. Um, well, that's still part of the tweet. Going down. That day, Coinbase's CEO Brian Armstrong reacted to rumors of the SEC's staking crackdown. He defended Ethereum staking, whereby anyone with 32 ETH, about $50,000, can lock up their coins and start mining Ethereum arguing that this does not make Ethereum a security, which means the matter is out of the SEC's jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. And here's a tweet from Brian Armstrong. Number two, staking is really important innovation in crypto. It allows users to participate directly in running open crypto networks. Staking briefly, excuse me, staking brings many positive improvements to the space, including scalability, increased security, and reduced carbon footprint. Yes. That's probably the last one more than anything. <laughs> Also on Wednesday, multi-chain crypto wallet Trust broke down details of a new kind of socially engineered crypto heist that was recently executed by organized criminals in Italy. Crypto's Italian job, if you will. <laughs> Here's a tweet from Trust. This week, an organized crime unit from Rome stole $4 million. One of our... from Just one of our, one of our users. They had $4 million. Wow. Uh, hopefully it wasn't mine. i got to check my wallet. <laughs> It was stated that Thief took a picture of the user's wallet balance to steal the funds. We've done investigating into the event and believe this is how it happened. I like the That's people use of no thread. That's cool. <laughs> the thread. This is the thread. Check out the thread. On Thursday, the co-founder of bankrupt crypto hedge fund Three Hours Capital, Suzu, announced in a multi-tweet thread that his project... That his next project will be next level of sex. centralized exchange. <laughs> sex. Next level sex. Next level sex, yeah, exactly. He's with fully decentralized custody. Mm -hmm. Four-dimensional sex. <laughs> that same day, James, uh, Jameson Lopp, co-founder and CTO of Crypto Wallet Casa, reacted negatively on the rise of NFT-style assets on Bitcoin. Yes, like I mentioned earlier, inscriptions. So here's that uh, tweet from Lop. NFTs are art w was dumb on Bitcoin, and then NFT art was dumb on Ethereum, and then NFT art was dumb on Solana, and now NFT art is dumb <laughs> on Bitcoin again. <laughs> Folks should be free to have fun. 
Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I, I am in that boat. There's a big war going on right now with Bitcoiners and uh, I guess we'll call them inscribers. I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, you can do whatever you want, right? It's not like you just do. Yes, exactly. I'm not like I'm. I'm. Do whatever you want. You know, it's it's actually pretty cool that the Bitcoin network is actually being tapped out at its maximum uh, utility. But uh, I am one that I don't, I don't I don't like the idea of inscriptions being placed on on the Bitcoin blockchain because that means that I got to hold. All that data on my blockchain well if you have the entire oh, thing yeah note. right if you have yeah. the, well this is the way it is now on yeah on friday and recent howitz general counsel miles jennings tweeted his thoughts of the sec versus kraken case fortunately we don't believe the settlement will have any bearing on exchanges that have structured their programs so as to not implicate security laws he said then criticized SEC Chair Gensler in famous, infamous regulation by enforcement strategy. Here is that tweet from Miles. And it says, but as significant investors in Web3 and the enterprise that are building the next generation of the Internet, we are disappointed that Chair Gensler has continued to demonstrate that he only knows how to regulate through sporadic enforcement cases. Exactly. Yeah. Bill Huizinga, U.S. representative from Michigan's 4th Congressional District, had also some sharp words for Gensler. Here's that tweet from Representative Bill. Since at Gary Gensler won't abide by his own policies to, quote, come, and, come in and talk, end quote, the House GOP will hold him accountable. Today, as promised, our oversight of the SEC begins with a request for documents surrounding their interactions with SBF FTX. FTX official and the Justice Department. Ooh, okay. This is what I've been waiting for. Let's see what happens in, your, in the next, I guess, couple. I don't of know. Years. I think he'll be just as vague as he's been all this time. <laughs> Probably. I. It's 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 like that whole thing with uh, with with, with uh, Twitter leaks. Right. You know, I do not right. recall. Yeah, I do not recall. Do you I remember recall. that you did this and you violated a bunch of people's rights? I do not recall. Right. You know. You can get away with that. That's what's crazy is that if they don't recall, okay, they're good. Finally, the crypto community offered its philanthropic support to earthquake victims this week. Here's a quote from our tweet from BitMEX. Our thoughts are with the people who have been affected by the tr tragic Turkey-Syria earthquake today. And another one from Tether. Bitfinex, Keith, Synonymous, and Tether pledge 5 million try for uh, Turkey earthquake recovery. And looks like another one from Andrew Ting. At ABAP, charity addresses have so far raised over half half a milli, with the majority coming from ERC-20M and BEP-20 transactions. Yep. And that is it. And just a quick update on the total death numbers in Turkey is 33,000. Thousand? Wow, I had not been paying attention. That is a lot more than I thought it was going to be. That yeah. sucks. That is insane. It is, yeah. it is insane. It's not the biggest earthquake in the history of time, but it is creeping up on it. <laughs> yeah. I believe the highest number was near nearly a million, but that was a long time ago. So, all right, this week in coins, Bitcoin, Ethereum, see first week of losses this year. Crypto markets ended up in the red for the first time in 2023, and the SEC cracking crackdown, <laughs> cracking crackdown, tanked coin prices. Of course, of course, it did. Those hoping for a 2023 Bitcoin bull run will have to keep waiting. 
we had a little bit, a little bit. Most of the leading cryptocurrencies posted pronounced losses in value over the past week, putting a damper on the near continuous market gain seen since the start of the year. Bitcoin took its biggest intra-week loss this year so far. The world's top cryptocurrency by market cap saw sank two and a half, or pardon me, seven and a half percent over the last week, to roughly twenty-one and three-quarters thousand dollars at the start of the weekend, according to CoinGecko. Ethereum number two, mark uh, sank eight and a half percent to roughly fifteen twenty-five. Much of the bearish sentiment this week stemmed from U.S. regulators who have kept hawkish eyes on crypto in the wake of several high-profile bankruptcies last year from firms like Celsius, 3 Hours, and FTX. On Wednesday, Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong tweeted that he heard rumors that the SEC would like to get rid of crypto staking in the U.S. That's, yes, not good for retail customers. Armstrong then defended the practice of Ethereum staking, <laughs> whereby anyone can stake the 50 grand uh, to lock up the coins and start mining Ethereum. Of course, that's because he's the CEO of Coinbase, and they're making a lot of money off that. By Thursday, the rumors were confirmed when the SEC announced that it had hit Kraken with a $30 million fine and ordered to shut down its staking service. The implications of this enforcement action are far-reaching. As for the rest of the crypto market, one of the biggest drops in value among the top 30 coins this week came from Monero, a coin that facilitates private transactions. Monero sank 14% to $154. It's not really that much. I've seen it go down a lot more than that. It seems to fluctuate somewhere between 130 and 190 Avalanche similarly dropped 13.5% and trades around 18.14 at the time of this writing. Popular meme coin Doge dropped 13%, sits at a little over $0.08. Cents. Solana faced the stiffest losses among the top cryptocurrencies, shaved off 17%, down to 20.85. Holders of Cardano, Litecoin, Cosmos, Toncoin all saw their bags drop by about 8%. The only leading cryptocurrency that posted significant gains this week was Dow Token, crypto's largest liquid staking protocol, Lido Finance. LDO blew up 11% to 2.55 after the team released details of a major upgrade focusing on unlocking withdrawals on Ethereum and diversifying the network's validators. The upgrade needs still to be approved by a DAO vote, so LDO's upward price action was likely spurred by investors wanting to vote. In addition to those concerned by the future of Ethereum staking after the SEC's chilling action against Kraken, the move will likely continue to hang over crypto markets for weeks. I'd just like to make a note real quick. I don't have it up, but I think Zill is up like 10%, even though it's not in the top 10. So, eh, things change. But I, I do, I'm going to just make a last comment to this, is that I really do appreciate uh, coins decoupling from Bitcoin and Ethereum, that they are acting independently because they're no longer dependent just solely on the price of Bitcoin going up and down. Anyways, we have a lot of news about NFTs, quite a bit of news about NFTs. Um, yeah. and it's mostly what's sticking out. Here's uh, the first one from let's see, Andrew Hayward. Reddit has given away over a million Super Bowl NFTs on Polygon. Yeah. That's actually pretty cool. So apparently, over, I, I didn't know this. I mean, I'm not, even though I have a Reddit account, I'm not actively on Reddit. What about you, Jake? I'm on Reddit all the time. <laughs> I think I think it's sad that you're on, you're on Twitter. It's not sad, sorry. I'm not saying it's sad that you're on Twitter. It's sad that 
I'm not on Twitter as much as you are. You're on Twitter like constantly, and I'm on Reddit. Not constantly, well, but no. definitely more often than Twitter. So, I've been hanging out in Nostra for a bit. Right now, but you were on Twitter for a lot, probably mostly before yeah. Mr. Musk decided to buy Twitter. But, um, yeah. But yeah, you, you spent a lot more time there. In regards to this, uh, Reddit's uh, NFL promo has pushed its collectible avatars to nearly total uh, 10 million entities minted since last summer. That's actually really cool, dude. Yep. I mean, Reddit is is a, is a big platform. Mm-hmm. So to get NFTs, I mean, NFTs are already popular to begin with, right? Yep. But, uh, so, to, sort of. To distribute it, yeah, to distribute them on, on, on their platform, 10 million NFTs, yep. that's pretty freaking cool, man. A lot of them happen to be ha- happen to be those um, the the Reddit avatars though, so a good chunk of them at least. Mm. Like six and a half million uh, unique wallets now hold the Reddit Polygon avatars, according to data from Dune. Uh-huh. So I mean, they said ten million total, and more than half of them are the Reddit avatars. They claimed. Yeah. 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 Well, the cool thing is that once again, like we we talked about, um, was it the last episode or like two episodes ago? It was two episodes that, ago. Uh, yeah, to talk about uh, Polygon, right? Right. Uh, uh, Polygon versus Ethereum. A lot of people are using Polygon because it's cheaper, right? It's, it's a way cheaper. cheaper. It's a cheaper side chain. Yeah. You know, and it's faster. So that's why uh, Reddit was using Polygon. This is like pretty much every other major product out there. It only makes sense, dude. You're burning into into your own funds if you're using uh, the Ethereum main chain. Use Polygon. It only makes sense. Well, I mean, for the common man, I guess, people who managed to collect an immense amount of Ethereum in the early days uh, probably don't think much about the idea of burning, you know, 0.12 Ethereum if you have, like, you know, a 1,000 of them. (laughs) So, I know if I had 30,000 Ethereum, which would make me a millionaire, but if I had that many Ethereum, 0.18 Ethereum would be like, eh, so. What's cool about this is that these avatars were free, straight up free. There's, all you had to do is just be using their platform, and there you go. They're free. Yep. You claim it. Yep. And uh, now there's a secondary market for it. It's, yep. People aren't really fl- flipping a lot of profit for it, but it's it's better than nothing. You know, you can make 25 cents. You never really you know. You, to... you never really know. It's the thing that still throws me is that I, in the early days of Decentraland, I got in and bought, got a, a couple or more than a couple, several um Ethereum-based, uh, since Decentraland's token is Ethereum-based, um, NFTs, just grab them because they were free. You know, I, I still had to pay for the transfer fee, but it was just like, hey, I got a cool, you know, NFT out of Decentraland. And now I've got people, because I'm on OpenSea, hey, hey, uh, can I get your, you know, whatever free, you know, that you got? And I was like, I didn't pay anything for this. But people are offering me, like, you know, half an Ethereum for this stupid, you know, one of a thousand limited edition, whatever it was that I got off of, uh, off of Decentraland. It's like, um, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping this. Sorry. No, that's actually cool. So Reddit does have their mascot. Their mascot does have a name. It's an alien mascot called Snoo. It's an, yep. it's an unusual name, but yeah, it's Snoo. Snoo. Uh, S N W Snoo. Mm-hmm. Now, if you had a little extra money laying around, you could have uh, purchased the premium NFTs that uh, reddit was selling and um make a little money off of that yep. those are the limited edition ones those are yep. the good ones it makes the transfer of art and the transfer of icons so much more readily available so i 
especially if you're part of this, if you're heavily part of this community and 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 read it, it only makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's great, I, man. I don't have one of the avatars actually. I just I didn't care enough about them. I don't I don't feel like I identify enough with Reddit, even though I like Reddit a lot. I think I I, think, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show years ago, but you know Reddit's been around for a long time, um, and I got into Reddit in the early days when Doge first came out. And it's because I liked voting up people's comments with Doge. Because <laughs> Doge was worthless back there, so it's just kind of fun. So, anyways, moving on to LeBron James. LeBron James just broke the NBA scoring record, which I think if anyone follows him would know this. Now his NFTs are flying. The NFT NBA Top Shot reports surging LeBron NFT sales plus sold out a pack drop that could net buyers his record-breaking moment. I think this is, um, how do I put this? Do you do you collect basketball cards or baseball cards when you were a little, little kid? Baseball cards? Baseball, yeah, I did baseball. I had, I had a few basketball cards because I've, um, I've always been a Lakers fan because I grew up near L.A., but um, actually in L.A. for a short period of time. But um, So I was a huge fan of Magic Johnson, um, and I had his card, and my brother had his favorite player michael jordan uh, but uh and i think it's just because the bulls and the lakers were rivals but um yes i have a huge collection of baseball cards still and to me this is the modern day baseball basketball football whatever hockey card um thing that you can do but the difference being with uh typical, typical baseball cards if you didn't keep them in mint condition then it was kind of hard to trade them and you had to go to trade shows just to do it um, you could go online and try to look up the prices, but even then, it's re- it was really hard to tell if certain cards would be worth a lot of money. And even then, do you really want to give them up? Um, and so, to me, the idea of what's going on here with, you know, now that these, these things have changed, they already had these NFTs for LeBron and for, for NBA Top Shot. Um, and now that, that something changed in his career, it made it more valuable. And, of course, then there's more people seeking it. And that's to me, it's just it's fascinating to see this used to be analog thing become a um, uh, digital, more easily tradable functionality. Now, obviously, these these uh, NFTs aren't tied to something physical in this case, um, but it's still it's tied kind to the of, moment with, with right. LeBron James. That right, and that's not something you could have done previously. With you could you could talk about it, you know, a, a player's performance with baseball cards, but you couldn't like. This, this one event they can actually capture in video and then make it available as an NFT. And I just think that's freaking awesome. I'm not even that's into like, sports that much anymore, and I still think that's awesome. That's awesome, yeah. They, they turn it into like a GIF. Yeah. It's cool. You get to actually see that moment. Yeah. Makes that, I mean, the one thing I can think of is like uh, if you catch a ball at a baseball game, you can totally put that in a case, frame it, you know, get it, maybe get it signed or something, and then – Put it on a shelf in your house, and people are like, "Oh, that's the ball you caught! Yeah, that was like ten years ago. That's so cool. This is an FT version of that." <laughs> yep. Yeah. So Dapper Labs reports today that uh, there the sales of the Le- LeBron James NFTs surged about a quarter of a million dollars after this uh, thirty-eight thousand three hundred eighty-eight point. Yep. That uh, LeBron scored. Yep. Is it yeah, scored or made? made. What's, what's the sports? I don't know. Lingo. You, whatever you want to say. Made the shot. Made the shot. He, he, earned the earned the points. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I'm so bad at sports, dude. I yeah, don't, don't worry about the it. Lingo. Yeah, I know. I, 
it's fine. If, if someone's going to criticize you on it, then it's, they're like, not worth your time. To, can't go to any sports bar. It's embarrassing because everyone's like, oh, yeah. I mean, I was even at Applebee's and they were playing the sports uh, stuff on the TVs. And uh, I was having my meal and everyone was talking about sports. I knew nothing. I was like, oh, I, can't, I can't even yep. get in that conversation. Yep. I'm good. Yeah, it, it's I not like they were having understand. a good time, but... I can't. I can't talk. I can talk statistics because I'm interested in the in the numbers game part. But I can't talk history. Like, did you see that one play with the one? Th no, I, I did. I don't watch TV enough. I the only thing I can tell you about was the 1988 World Series because I actually went to it. <laughs> but yeah. um, well, the one thing that you actually mentioned that's coming up here in the in the, in the West Coast is uh, the Olympics. Oh yeah, There's be a lot of, st a lot of stuff yes. to talk about. Yes, and I'm looking forward I, to the I'm NFTs actually, that come out of that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Afterwards, let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Well, I mean, we uh, can still plan on going to it because it's going to happen in California. So yeah, exactly, dude. I mean, a lot of people at work are talking about it as well. Yeah, it's like, five years off, and I will be hitting the half century mark when <laughs> when when the Olympics arrives in California, considering is... considering the fact that the last time I went to the Olympics was in 1984, when I was only six. <laughs> and that was also in Los Angeles. So, um, anyways, it's it's just fascinating to see the level of interactivity with NFTs in sporting events. And I, I mean, I can completely understand why FTX put their name on that. It was at the Miami Heat's uh, stadium, and in in, in uh, Miami at the you know right there at the port. It it's just it's sad that you know it, it failed, but it, I can definitely see the value in NFTing things like sports stuff. So it would be so really interesting to see in other sports. Out there, Go ahead. For the listener and viewers now out there, if you guys want to get some uh, some of these sports NFTs, you got to hit up the NBA Top Shot. Okay, right. Check that out. That's by Dapper Labs. Yep. Uh, go to the website. Go to NBA Top Shot. Uh, get yourself some of these NFTs if you're, if you're really into sports. Yeah. I think it would also be fascinating to do it for other things like, um, even though I'm not into it anymore, but uh, WWE and uh, monster truck rallies. I think mm. that, I mean, these are lesser known sporting things that people are obviously aware jam. of them, but it would be still be something I think it would be in, in, uh, invaluable because you think it, it may not be worth as much as, you know, NBA or, or uh, um, I should say basketball, baseball, football in the United States, but um I still think that other smaller sporting events could have that. In fact, I could see it, it just as much for other live events like concerts, right? You just an amazing concert you got to go to, and there's video clips you can totally buy as you're leaving. You know, like, hey, this is this amazing moment where you were standing in front of the stage and totally passed out. <laughs> mm. So, anyways, moving on to Celsius. This is not NFT related. Yeah, this is Celsius News. Celsius looking to raise $14.4 million selling Bitcoin, mining coupons, and credits. Well, I guess uh, they actually, first of all, I'm actually surprised that they can actually sell this stuff, considering that, you know, they're still going through bankruptcy court. Yep. But hey, if, if the judge approves it and they can sell it, then sell it, dude. Yeah. Um, $14.4 million is not really that much. No. Uh, <laughs> but it's... I don't. I, let's let's find out what's going on here. In another attempt to collect funds to repay creditors, which that's what they're trying to do, mm -hmm. now the uh, bankrupt crypto lender is now looking to sell 14.4 million dollars in coupons and credits for Bitcoin mining company uh, Bitmain. So uh, earlier, when when they were actually a real legitimate company doing a real, I guess 
I guess they, they weren't. Never mind. They were never a legitimate company. They were always a scam. I know. I know. I just the revelation just slapped my face, and I got it figured out. Now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anyways, they got they have a lot. They 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 have a a, a sister company that uh, they were mining uh, Bitcoin solely Bitcoin. So they had a lot of ASICs, uh, yep. um, uh, Bitcoin ASIC miners, and now they need to sell those to uh, to cover the cost of, of their creditors. Right. And that's where that with that. But what's 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 frustrating is that dude, this bankruptcy court has taken so long to keep extending it. And the more that they extend it, the more these lawyers are making millions of dollars, right? Mm -hmm. We're literally what's literally happening in bankruptcy court is uh, our profits, our our money, like as customers, that's what's being taken, dude. In the end, we're not we're not gonna get anything. We're gonna get pennies back. So it's bad about this, right? Anyways, uh, let's see. According to Celsius interim CEO Christopher Ferrano's statement, that the Bitmain coupons expire six months after the purchase and are worthless after that. So yeah, if you want to get yourself some uh, some Bitmain miners for like a fraction of the price, because I think the last time they they sold the batch already, mm -hmm. uh, they were like a fraction of the price. I remember I think they were paying, uh, what were they paying like five thousand dollars when they first came yep. out these Bitmain yep. miners, and then when they sold them, they were literally uh, like five hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. That was crazy. Like yep. even the market at the time was high, was I think you could have easily sold them for like two thousand dollars. Yep. But they just had to dump them on the market immediately so they sold 500 bucks and they were taken up real quick why yeah. not man yeah no it even i mean even though the cost of, of power compared to how much you can make off it still isn't very high it's, it's so weird if you look at what to mine and check out the asic level it, yes you can still make money on bitcoin but you better be in a really cheap place like where power is less than two cents a kilowatt hour but the thing that's interesting is even in places like where we are now, we're in California where the price can be as high as 15 to 20 cents per kilowatt, you can still make money off a of script. It's so weird. So. It's, it's that point, man, that people need to start learning to uh, go to YouTube, learn how to make your own power. <laughs> you can always make it off solar, so. Um. Solar. Yeah, so, all right. Finally, another NFT uh, story. And that's just from Rihanna. Rihanna's producer sells royalties to Bitch Better Have My Money as NFTs. <laughs> and the thing I want to talk about this, which I really find fascinating, which we did talk at the beginning of the show, or actually before the show, uh, pre-show. Like I said, if you want to catch pre-show content, you got to go on our Patreon. Anyways, each of the 300 Ethereum NFTs gives holders a, well, relatively small fraction, 0.0033% of the song streaming royalties. Now, I'm going to talk to this point explicitly you don't know obviously which uh, artist is going to make it and rihanna's been singing for 20 years now i couldn't believe it was been that long um but um if you had had the opportunity if nfts have been a thing back in in 2003 2002 um and i mean already you know well been along for a while and you knew you could buy a song of rihanna just imagine how many royalties you would be getting now. Think about exactly, it. This is the same thing with, with Michael Jackson. If, you, if, if Michael Jackson's music had been NFT'd back in the 80s, and you could have just bought a tiny fraction, like you said, the 0.0033% of his, and you'd get paid every single time one of his songs was played. Yep. <laughs> and, and this is the reason that copyright's so weird in the United States, is because people want uh, to maintain those royalties. You know, popular man, songs. That's that's a, that's gonna be the new thing, man. With uh, with royalties, you know, MC royalties. 
everyone, every artist out there that's up and coming, they're going to be yelling out, bitch, better have my money. <laughs> so in any case, I guess what I'm trying to get with this, and it's not, I'm not trying to, the article goes into other details about this thing. The point I'm trying to make about what I find to be important here is this gives people the opportunity, if this continues not just with Yana, but with other artists, or even new artists, let's just say, somebody you've not yet heard of that may be Justin Bieber fame or or yeah, um, si- Billie yeah, Eilish fame. Signing with uh, music companies, they can go independent and just yep. do this. Exactly. That's amazing, dude. Yes, this is what I find. So it's kind of like what SoundCloud does for new artists. And let's say, I mean, there's a, there's a song, I cannot remember how the song goes, it's on TikTok, and people are using just a fraction of the song to describe their plight. And and in that case, the, the creator is getting nothing, even though her song is being used constantly over and over and over again. I was like, this is, this is what we need. We need this, this system in place to help budding creators uh, uh, sponsor their, their content. Right, the original song it would be foolish for a creator to sell off every you know hundred percent of the song. Um, I'm, I'm guessing some people might do that, but you know, just a freebie to their fans. But um, if you gave up everything, like a hundred percent of it, let's say you left one percent of your song to yourself, and your song you know became a a multi deca platinum song. <laughs> you know what this reminds me of? The first person that I can recall in their music on like a popular like you know underground popular guy uh mf Do- or yeah, i think yeah mf doom mm-hmm. yeah artist just passed away he had his uh his he started creating uh nfts with his music right amazing artist great stuff but this guy was like oh, a legend a right. legend right check him out MF mm-hmm. so yeah anyways um a brilliant brilliant idea that we need to see more of to support budding artists, not just obviously in audio. This is, this is the audio example, but, um, for all artists, whether they be physical media artists or uh, digital media artists. So any case, that's all we got for the show. Uh, we want to remind everybody, we got two more, uh, guest interviews this coming Thursday and the following Thursday we will be doing to round out the month. Um, and as I said before, at the beginning of the show, we want to make, make mention that all the content, including this episode, but we're, we're talking about the pre-show and post-show stuff. So the stuff you don't get during the actual podcast will be going up on Patreon. And if you would like to help the channel and help the show, help, uh, this company progress, uh, we encourage you to, at the bare minimum, $3 a month, which we said before, as John's comment earlier, <laughs> things are getting expensive. Three bucks isn't very much anymore yeah. uh if you want to just start with three dollar minimum you can get access to our um pre and post show for everything including the full interview particularly with crypto quaka which we spoke with last thursday yeah. so check that out also check out our coin tree where you can donate in crypto oh. which we appreciate and go ahead sorry yeah this thursday i just wanted to plug in uh the interview that we have for this thursday it's going to be grady from DeFi kingdom Yep. That's this Thursday here in. Actually, you can watch live on Twitch. Yep. So make sure you get uh, get ready for that at 7 p.m. Pacific time, and then next Thursday, the 23rd of February at 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, we have Sean Neal from Dynamo Coin. Yay, Sean! Looking forward to talking with him again. And so yeah, you can check out our website, Discord, YouTube, Twitter, Odyssey. Thank goodness Odyssey is not going away. Um, Bitcoin, Lightning. 
etc., 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 all these different ways to contribute and check out our social media. And uh, yeah, with that, we appreciate all of you. Thumbs up, like, subscribe. As we say at the end of every single show, stack sats. And no, <laughs> sorry, he stacks that's an huddle. <laughs> Adios. Uh, uh, yes.